the quality of your business is determined by how much uncertainty you can handle. And if you can wade into that and move forward in spite of it, you will create magic in your business. Welcome to Unleashed. I'm Alexi Panos, life, love, and business strategist, leadership trainer, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. And you found the place for getting real, no BS, tools, strategies, and inspiration on how to live your fullest potential unlock your most authentic expression, and create a life and business that you're completely obsessed with. It's time to remove the chains that have been keeping us small, and it's time to live life unleashed. What is up, people? I'm so happy to introduce this amazing woman I have on the show today. She is just an all-around badass. Like, (laughs) Jill, I love you so much. I love what you create in the world. I love how you show up in the world. Um, for those of you who have been living under a rock, Jill Stanton is the co-founder of Screw the 9 to 5. Started it with her husband really after saying, screw this whole 9 to 5 life. Yeah. We a lifestyle that works for us and we can do what we want, live as we please, but also create awesome shit in the world. So mm. she did that, but now she's off to something new. And I really want to kind of expand on this new vision she's stepping into as well today, which I'm so excited to share with you guys because I think it's going to be right up some of your alley to to jump into her world. So, Jill, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. This is about to be a mutual love fest because I love everything you are about as well. And I'm just so jazzed to be shooting this with you and, yes. and connecting with your audience. Yes, it's so good. And, and Jill's also a mama to a little bear mm-hmm. named Kai who happens to be yeah. two weeks around the same age as my little bear, Kingston. So we, we got to connect kind of like happenstance. I forget who connected us, but we were both in Australia at the same time. Of course, I remember it in detail. I saw you were in Byron and I was in the Gold Coast and I was like, get out. Alexi and Preston are here. And I was like, IGDMing, like maybe she'll see it. And I think our dates were just off or something like that, but we were both pregnant. Um, and yes. then we were, t- we, then we went into the whole combo around home births. And then from yes. there, it was like love at first DM. <laughs> it, it's so true. And then we got to meet up in person in Toronto and we got our little bears to meet at the same yeah. time. And it's just so cool. It's, I love watching women like truly rock their power and shine yes. and also then step into motherhood and still do mm. it because that's, mm. as we know, any mama bears listening or papa bears out there. It's a challenge mm-hmm. to kind of juggle the whole thing. And the juggle is real. The juggle Absolutely. is real. <laughs> is it ever? Yeah. So tell me a little more about Screwed in the, the 9 to 5, how you started it, where it started, and where it got to currently at this point. Mm. So Screw the 9 to 5 actually started back in 2012 on our wedding week, like the one week we probably shouldn't have been working. <laughs> of course. Um, at that time. Right there. <laughs> yeah, we're like, N- we will not take a day off. No. Um, but we, it was actually the night before our guests were set to arrive. We were in Costa Rica and we we're on the balcony having a drink and yes, listening to Bob Marley. And we, Josh and I had an affiliate marketing business at that time. And we were starting to get a lot of questions from people wondering like, how are you guys making money? You know, he had left his previous company. I had phased out my previous company and we wanted to create something together. And so we started talking about it because we were about to move over to Thailand at the time. And so we're like, we should, we should start sharing this journey because we keep getting the same questions. And so the rum's flowing, the Bob is playing and Josh was like, well, what would we call it? And I was like, screw the nine to five. And both of us were like, is that a thing? Is it available? We snatched it up and we kind of sat on it because we didn't, we had never built personal brands before. And we had only had like these faceless affiliate sites um, and like under pen names. And so we didn't really know what the heck to do with it. And so we sat on it for a few months out of sheer, like, we don't know what the hell we're doing and kind of also fear. Um, and then once we finally just started taking messy action, started getting things out there, it was so disjointed too. We're, we'd be talking about like Pinterest strategy and working overseas and building businesses with your part. Like there was no through line there. Um, but slowly but surely it started to gain steam and we launched our first program. It sold $0. I ugly cried for a whole day. And it was the most (laughs) pivotal moment in that journey because it taught us a critical lesson. One, pre-sell your stuff and two, 
start teaching what you know and ask your audience what they think they need. Um, and then from there, things started to roll for us and we launched, pre-sold our first successful program. And then from there launched a um, membership site called Screw You and like Screw University, not Screw You, Alexi. And um, <laughs> that really took off for us. That's where we started building a lot of cred. That's where our audience started to explode. That's where we started making a lot of money. And they were the most amazing humans, right? We had like 800 plus members. They called themselves wow. Scrammily. And, and then we had a tiny human and things kind of just, then Kai came into the world (laughs) and he was the catalyst for so much disruption and change in the best possible way, because all of a sudden things just started to feel off for us. And we're like, what is happening? Like what we had had this membership for three and a half years is making over $330,000 a year. And all of a sudden we were like, this does not feel aligned with us anymore. Like what is happening we had, it was like the pain of unalignment because we couldn't put our finger on it, but we didn't have the clarity what was off for us. And we didn't have the words to express it. And it was, it took us like, that was in February. It took us till the end of June to finally figure it out. Oh my God, I think we need to close screw you. And so I'm kind of like jumping ahead in the story, but like at the end of 2018, we closed everything that no longer served us, our free groups, our one-off courses, coaching programs, our membership community, everything to hit the reset button in 2019. And it just, just started to clock serious momentum after that. I'm such a big believer in accelerating through alignment. I love that. So let's, let's double down on that because that's really important for people to hear is you, you got rid of something that was kind of a golden goose for you. Yes. Like through you was our, yeah. Or everything around. That was like the thing that you were known for. You had yeah. monthly recurring revenue, which we know in the yeah. entrepreneurship space, it's like the dream to create that. Yeah. <laughs> but you said, you know what? Something's off. You followed that inner voice, even though you didn't quite know what it was. And you created space by getting rid of all of those things that felt mm-hmm. off. So, so tell me first, how did that feel to, to have that space? Oh, okay. To have the space. I thought you were going to say, how did it feel to shut down? I was going to say scary as shit. Yeah. Well, let's talk about first then. How did that feel? Scary as shit and scary as shit. (laughs) And also really freeing, right? Like there was just like that inner knowing, like, no, 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 this is absolutely what, and people thought we were insane. Like I remember telling a couple of our friends who are big deals in this space and they're like, what? Like, what are you talking, like, what are you doing? This is, no, are you guys sure? Do you need to rethink this? <laughs> Slow down, don't do this. Um, and I was just like, no, there's not one. Both of us were like, there's not one piece of us that needs to stay in this. Like, we just believe that we're doing ourselves more of a disservice, not just ourselves. We were doing our members a disservice because we were operating from a place where we were wildly out of integrity at that point. Like we just didn't enjoy it anymore. We weren't showing up for people in the right way anymore. Um, It just, our heart wasn't in it anymore. And that's not to say anything about the people who were in there. They were the most amazing humans. That's what made it so hard. They like threw us a baby shower. They, uh, they, they called themselves scrambly. Like they came to all our meetups and live events and they were amazing and they built the you into what it was. Um, And so I had a lot of guilt and a lot of fear around telling them that we were going to close down. We did it in person at our members event (laughs) straight to their face. Because we just couldn't process like showing up in person and being like, oh my God, this is great. And then the next week being like, oh, BTW, yeah. we're going to close this down, right? By the way, <laughs> everything way. you've known is disappearing. <laughs> I was lying the entire time. Right. Um, and so I was so scared around that. And I was so nervous that they would hate us. And like, they called us mom and dad. Like it was ridiculous. And it was the most encouraging experience I've ever had. Like. Wow. Someone stood up, people were crying. Like someone stood up and was like, you know, I feel like this is this moment where mom and dad tell us it's time to leave the house. Oh my God. But there's some truth to that though. There's some truth to that. I was like, go. Yeah. Because when you're holding space for so many people, like you guys did for so long, it's a beautiful gift, but there also is a level of dependency on the teacher, the guru, the coach. And I think that's a powerful thing to go. You know what? go, my children. Yeah. We wanted to like free up their future. And we would no longer 
again, we were no longer doing them a service. It felt like, um, and there were, there were three people who were like really pissed, like really pissed about it. Um, we turned two of them around, but one was just like, I demand a public apology. And <laughs> just, oh, wow. and okay. <laughs> I, I hate being told what to do. So I was like, I will not give yeah. you a public apology. No, I will never do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was so funny because while it felt like I'm so proud of us that we had the courage to do it. But at the time I was like, what the fuck's going to happen? Like, we don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And it was so funny because within nine weeks in 2019, we made all of 2018's revenue. And it was just wow. like, oh, so tell dang. me about that. Because, okay, you have this space. It's scary as hell. You drop yeah. it. You're like, okay, this feels good. This is exactly what we have to do. And- now we've got to fill that space with something. So yep. what did you fill that space with? We took an entire year to just promote other people's stuff. So it's kind of funny. We did a full circle moment and we went back to our affiliate marketing roots and we just promoted the programs that we use, like, and believe in also tools, software, all that kind of stuff, stuff we used in our business, coaches we worked with programs. We took all of that kind of stuff. And we used the entire year to promote other people's stuff. And so we created that through like challenges and pop-up groups and all that kind of stuff. And we had a blast, man. We like, we had reset our entire team. We built it to be in alignment with who we wanted to be and the values we wanted to embody in our, in our business going forward. And I'm just so freaking grateful. We had the courage to do that because the business we have now is a true reflection of like who we want to serve, how we want to show up, who we want to be, the values we believe in and how, and the parents we want to be, right? Like you and I just shot for my podcast and I was talking about like, I'm the type of person who really values space and Josh's core value is freedom and, and we really value experiences. And so having a business that we have now been able to like navigate to be in alignment with that just feels like, I'm so proud of us that we did that. Mm. You know, it's one of the things I remember when you guys switched your business model to affiliate and I didn't really know your story prior that you guys started with affiliate marketing, Yeah, but I was so impressed. And I remember having this conversation with Preston. I was like, wow, they're doing really well. And they're not actually having to lead anything or be the face yeah. for anything, which there's a, a huge level of freedom in that. Oh, alone. Yeah. You know, it's like, you don't have lovely. to carry, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to carry the brand. It's not all on yeah. you. And you know, some people want that. Some people want to be on stage, be on top, be the face. For sure. But for, for some of you listening who I know that that's actually like a bit of a attention point for you in your business, mm -hmm. think a little macro. There's more ways to make money and serve and, and still yep. be in integrity with what you believe in where you don't have to be the expert. And even if you are the expert in one thing, there's other people that are like adjacent in your space that you can promote or that you've worked with and that you can do promotions with that serve your audience in a way that you either don't want to or can't because you don't have programs or coaching around that kind of stuff. And so I always say, if you're not using affiliate marketing in your business in some capacity, you are leaving money on the table. Even if it's connecting people to the tools you use, or like if you're a health blogger or a fitness influencer or anything like supplements, workout gear, like all of that kind of programs, all of that kind of stuff, meal plans, you can use affiliate links for all of that. And so there's so many ways to make money without selling anything, which yes. seems crazy. Um, yeah, but you that's can make great. money selling I, nothing. <laughs> yeah, which is honestly for me that was that was like a big like mindfuck moment where I was like, oh wow, mm. like that's possible. And I remember you and I jumped on a call to talk about it, and and Preston I think reached out to talk about some stuff too. Mm -hmm. And we were just so impressed by that model and the fact that you guys were were making more money than in the other model, which was wildly yeah. successful as well. So I just really want to like put that forward that, that there are so many ways to make money in today's digital yes. space that we get to be creative about it. So if, even if you are an expert, like Jill's saying, why not look at the other ways you can bring some revenue into your business and create more wealth and more abundance in your life? Hell yes. Hell yes. All right. So Hell through yes. the nine to five, <laughs> The thing I love about the brand, first of all, is the name. It's so telling. <laughs> and we just had a hell of a year, right? 2020, Amen. hell of a year. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows what's going to happen in 2021, right? We're all kind of riding this wave of uncertainty mm -hmm. right now. But being a student of lifestyle entrepreneurship, being a teacher and facilitator of lifestyle entrepreneurship, what would you say are like 
three major things people can consider right now who maybe are saying like, you know what, screw the nine to five. I, I don't like this. Like they've had time to reflect and they're like, this doesn't work for me. Or people that are like, well, I lost my nine to five and now I need to figure it out. <laughs> what would you say to people who are in that space wanting to create something for themselves? Absolutely. What are you really good at? Know a lot about or really passionate about? There's something in there, right? So many people are like, well, I'm not passionate about something. And I totally get that we think that that's where it needs to start. Um, But when we started our affiliate sites, it was not out of a place of passion. It was like, we want to create a location independent business. Um, And this is like before Screw the 9 to 5. We want to create a location independent business where we can travel anywhere and do anything. All we need is a a Wi-Fi signal, essentially. Um, And so it eventually evolved into a place where we got onto kind of a passion project, which is Screw the 9 to 5 and now MGC. But so many people hold themselves up in that and they're afraid to take messy action because they don't want to get it wrong. But I always say to people like, you have to get it wrong sometimes in, in order to learn how to get it right. And if you're not willing to learn how to get it wrong, how are you ever going to learn how to get it right? And sometimes we find our passion or our purpose through doing, right? Like those affiliate sites, that's what Josh and I did for like 18 months straight. And we had like over 30 different websites until I was like, I cannot write about skincare one more day. I need something else. Right? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to lose my F in mind. Right. Um, and so I was all in on the screw. Like I was like, yeah. yes, a hundred percent. And then over the last, you know, we've had the screw now for seven years, almost eight years. Now that's transitioning. I started teaching mindset in our boot camps that we host. And yeah. then I was like, holy shit. That's what I love. But I never would have found that one thing if I wasn't continuously taking action. So please have a think to yourself, like ask yourself, what am I really good at? What do I know a lot about? Or what am I really passionate about? And what is the marketplace looking for right now? When you're talking about like, there's a lot of uncertainty, there are people who want help. They want support. They want options. They want, you know, like they need connection. They need certainty, right? Like I just think there's more opportunity now than ever. And the people who refuse to look at the situation as a time of opportunity are the ones who might get left behind because in every obstacle is an enormous amount of opportunity. And I feel like this year, I haven't talked to one single entrepreneur, online entrepreneur who has their shit together, like their mind, their mindset, right? Who has struggled this year. Same. The people who have embraced the uncertainty because that's, That's really what it is, right? Like the quality of your business is determined by how much uncertainty you can handle. And if you can wade into that and move forward in spite of it, you will create magic in your business. And so I haven't talked to one person who has leaned into the uncertainty and into the unknown who has struggled this year. So lean into that and and don't make it mean anything disempowering about you starting small or you trying to figure it out or you getting it wrong in the beginning, because that's what needs to happen in order to put you on the path to getting it right. So that's step number one. Step number two is prioritize customer acquisition. So many people think that, oh, I need to build an email list or I need to build an audience, but you can't cash followers in at the bank. You can't pay your, your rent with leads. The only way you can start making money in your business is if you prioritize customer acquisition. So start putting together offers, right? Like Mm. how can you get How can you create something that you think your target customer or your target audience needs right now? How can you put that together and start making offers, start making money so that you can get this business off the ground? Because so many people think that in order to create certainty or security in their lives, they need to be making a hundred K plus. But if you could make an extra thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand dollars a month right now, I bet you for a lot of people that is game changing money right now. Oh yeah. That's rent. That's rent. Exactly. That's the mortgage. That's the car payment. If, that's the food. And if you can make a thousand, you can make 10. And if you can make okay. 10, you can make a hundred. And from there it goes on and on. Right. But it takes you creating something that people will actually give you money for creating value, making offers. Um, and then the third is overcome obscurity. Josh talks a lot about this in our boot camps that we host. And so many people are like, but I, I created a course and no one bought it. And we're like, well, how, how many people got it? Did you get in front of <laughs> like yeah. how much obscurity have you overcome? Because people need to know about you and your offer in order to 
give you money, right? And if you aren't actively marketing yourself or advertising or doing this kind of stuff, right? Visibility work, going on podcasts, writing guest posts. um, If you aren't actively doing that and putting yourself out there and overcoming that obscurity, you're really going to struggle. But most people um, get in their heads around that, especially because it's noisy. Um, people are very feisty online this year. And so very they make feisty. it, yes. they, there's a lot of feels going on <laughs> this <All the> year. <laughs> yeah. And, and so they make that mean like, Oh, I shouldn't do that. Or it's not yeah. safe for me to do that. Or what someone thinks about me means it's true. Um, yeah. but their opinions, their call outs, their unsolicited advice means nothing about you unless you let it mean something about you. So do whatever you can to overcome obscurity. So identify what you're good at or what you know really well, or what you're passionate about. Second, create an offer around that and start prioritizing customer acquisition and three, overcome obscurity. That's, that's the trifecta right there. That's gold right there. And I really want to talk about this overcoming obscurity because this I see so often with my clients Mm -hmm. as well. They're like, well, I've put the offer out there. I've posted on my stories. I've da 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 And yeah, maybe, but you're fishing in your own pond mm-hmm. and it's cool to fish in your own pond. And this is what I say. I'm like, you can fish in your own pond all day. Hell yeah. That's your audience. That's your tribe. That's your email list. That's whatever. But after a while, the fish have already, they've been biting, right? And it's, yeah. a, it's a pond, right? So you got to wait a little while for them to go, oh, I need this food again. But if you want more people, you have to go visit other ponds. Yes. Yes. or lakes, or oceans. You got to expand yeah. your audience. And so many people are just focused on like, oh, I got to build my my Instagram, my Instagram, my Instagram. Ugh. I'm like, do you know how powerful it is to just go and be on somebody else's platform yes. where they've already generated trust with their audience? Yes, and they introduce ma'am. you and say, hey, this is a person I love. Their audience goes, oh, I should love them too. And it's 100%. so- so many people just miss it. Build relationships. Like become friends. Give with more than you reach. take. Yeah. Give more than you mm-hmm. take. Offer support. Bring them into your audience. Like it, it's a give I think give that's and take the biggest thing. one. Like yeah. uh, offer them something first. Don't be a yes. taker. No one likes takers. You can smell it a mile away. Yes. People like they back off from takers. How can right. you provide value to someone? Even in the smallest thing, a connection, an introduction, having them on your podcast, shouting them out on your social media, whatever it is. And when you were talking about so many people focus on just building their Instagram or whatever, I really have a lot of opinions about social <laughs> media. About it. And, I, and I understand that it's useful because yeah. it builds that connection and that trust and that engagement. For sure, I'm not negating that. But it's not everything. And social media is not designed to work for you. It's designed for you to work for it in order to get any level of traction. And when people sit there and spend hours upon hours on social media, trying desperately to get noticed in a sea of hashtags, like, no, go directly to the source, get in front of the audiences who are aligned with what you have to say and sell. And that is doing this kind of stuff. Visibility work. Get on um, Harrow or however you say it. Help a reporter out. Yes. And start doing contributions or pitch yourself for podcasts. And you don't necessarily have to go for the biggest podcast out there, right? Start small. Start with micro influencers. Start with the people who are on the come up with you. Because those people, people when they're starting out, they have an advantage over the people who have really big audiences in that they typically have a much more tighter uh, connection with them, right? right? And the algorithm actually favors people with smaller audiences because the percentage of people who view your page is higher. Yes. And I feel like people overlook it because it's not big enough or not splashy enough, but you don't need that in the beginning. I mean, cool. It's nice. But most of the time people think we need to be at level 10 when they really should really be focusing on level two. And sometimes like the things we want require a certain level of capacity energetically or operationally or a certain level of skills. And so instead of trying to put yourself in like, you know, step 17, when you should be focusing on step two, just be where you are and, you know, continuing to take messy action and building momentum and making connections and building relationships and rocking people's worlds and making offers. That's it. And that's so awesome. And I I really want to circle back to what you said about your step number one. You said taking that messy action. So many people want to just like go from beginner to expert overnight. Yes. And if we think about people like Michael Jordan, right? One of the the greatest basketball players of all time, Kobe Bryant, same. These guys spent day in and day out practicing, Mm -hmm. losing, getting told no, getting, you know, benched because they showed up late. Like 
they had to put in the work, the sweat, the energy, the time. Mm-hmm. And what makes you think you're above that? You know, it's like yes. you got to humble yourself and know yeah. that that the game is actually in the practice. It's in the practice that you become the person at expert status where people go, oh, shit, they're embodied. Oh, shit, they yes. work for this. Oh, shit, I can feel it on them. They're not just a mouthpiece spitting yes. off something that they read in a book or heard on a podcast. They've, they've lived it. And that's what people yes. want. They want the, the grit of the reality of your life. They don't want the story of what sounds really good. They want the grit. They want to feel it. Hell yes. Like all the prayer hand emojis to that. (laughs) All of it. And, and those three steps are so huge. And I I really want all of you to hear that because whether you're in that in-between uncertainty right now, or you've got a business and you're rocking it and you're kicking ass, double down on that. Like ask yourself, Mm. are you doing what makes you feel amazing? Are you, are you following your passion? Are you doing something that you really know, or is there some other edge you could lean into? And number two, are you actually serving your audience? Like, where are you not serving them? Do you not have mm-hmm. offers for people who are mm-hmm. showing up and going, Hey, I'd really love for this. And you're like, yeah, yeah, but I have this idea to do this. And you're just yeah. totally missing your audience because so many entrepreneurs just completely miss what their audience wants. Right. Mm-hmm. And then number three, where are you still hiding? How are you still Mm. hiding and how can you get over yourself enough to go, you know what, if I've got something that can serve people, this isn't about me. This is about serving people. Let me get out of my way. And I think going back to like the messy action, one thing that comes up for me as we talk about that kind of stuff is it never gets easier. You just get better at it. Right. Like anytime we want to create something new, we have to fall back on messy action right? Even with the screw, like as I step out, as I step out of the day to day and really like I'm involved in the podcast and the boot camps, that's about it. Right. Um, and I, as I step into this new brand that is full of messy action and it scares the shit out of me, but I would rather fail at something that means something to me than not do it because I've never done it before or because it feels scary. And I, and so when people are in their heads being like, well, it's easy for you because you've done it. Yeah. But it's still scary as shit because now I'm wading into a whole new level of myself. Or if you were to create a whole new offer and do something you've never done, you have to operate from a place of messy action and stretching yourself, you know, energetically, operationally, um, capacity wise, all of that kind of stuff. So it never ends. You just get better at, um, navigating and, and tolerating it, essentially tolerating the feels. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's so true. It's, it's almost like that phrase falling in love with the process of it. Like, not that we love it and we love all the feels that come up, but we love who we become in the process of it. That we know that that outcome is waiting for us. We know that a better version of ourselves, of our business, of our calling in the world is waiting for us on the other side of all of our shit, all of our fear, all of our insecurities, all mm-hmm. of the, all of it, right? Like it's all there. <laughs> and, and on the other side is this magical, amazing version of ourselves that we don't know mm-hmm. yet, but we will come to know as we grind through the process of the unknown. So I, yes. I love that. I love that. And, and to me, that's like, that's one of the great mindset things that we really have to consider when entering anything, whether it's business or relationships, like shit's going to be hard. Yeah. We're going to find our edge. And how do we want to be with that? How do we want to- yeah, man relate. Right. And you talk a lot about mindset, which I know, and I know you love it. So tell me what you see as maybe like the biggest thing in people's way when it comes to this space. The meaning they give to things. Mm -hmm. I think, I think the meaning they assign to any outcome, money, success, failure. Like I feel like, especially Um, so I'm navigating into a a whole new caliber of women that I'm trying to step up and serve. Right. But for the screw it's audience, I know them to my core. And I know that the biggest thing that stops them is their fear of failure, right? Like what will this mean about me if it doesn't work or what will people say about me? And so they have a lot of fear of failure, fear of judgment, fear of rejection. And a lot of that is boils down to the the interpretation or the meaning they are assigning to that experience. What will happen if, or what will people think of me if, and, and really like if they were to fail in private, it would feel a lot easier, right? Cause they'd sure, be like, sure. thank God no one saw that. Nobody saw it. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what it really is. They just don't want people to see them fail. 
um, because, oh, what will they say about me? What will they think about me? But it's all about reframing that and, and, and realizing that failure is actually the most data rich stream of info you could ever have. And kind of going back to the, like, how will you ever know how to get it right? If you don't get it wrong, that applies to failure as well. For example, um, Josh and I did a promotion earlier in 2020 and it just did not go the way we thought it would. We like barely broke even on it. Uh, it was like pulling teeth to get it to work. It just felt off. Right. And we could have easily slipped into we're shit. I knew this wouldn't work. Blah, blah, blah this is so embarrassing, whatever, whatever. But we were like, what went really well for us in this? Like, Mm. what did we really, really learn from this? So for example, it was the first time we ever did a paid challenge or a paid boot camp, which then fueled our entire 2020 because it was the one thing that saved that entire promotion for us. Um, And so we're like, well, shit, paid challenges was like the bee's knees for this promotion. So what if we do that again? And then we ran four more of those, right? And so it allowed us to prioritize customer acquisition. And that was another one. We prioritize customer acquisition over lead acquisition. And so looking Mm. for the nuggets or looking objectively at what went right so that you can amplify that and cut out what didn't. Like if you can look at failure without the meaning or the disempowering interpretation you were assigning to it, you will accelerate your success in such a faster way because you are not bogged down by the opinions of others or like what you think they might think of you, right? Because you'll never know for sure. Oh, right. You're and never going to know for sure. And who cares? We're not going to make everyone happy anyway. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? And that's something I've had to like, like really peel away. Like who yeah. cares? Yeah. As I'm like, oh my God, but I have such a good thing with screw the nine to five. And like, who am I to go out and, you know, do this? And what will people say if it doesn't catch traction? And yes. I saw a quote by Brendan Burchard, which I was just like, oh shit, that speaks to me right now. <laughs> and it was, um, high performance, high performers aren't scared to start. They're scared to be seen starting small. And I was like, mm, yes. damn, that, that is, is absolutely what mine is. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that. Cause you're about to enter a whole new world. And yeah. I just like really want to celebrate this because this is really almost a departure from what you've done with the screw. Exactly. It's a totally different world, a different person you're serving, a different offer. Tell me about this new marketing, everything, all of everything. It's been, so when I first told you about millionaire girls club, it was in 2019 and I was lit up by this idea. Yep. And then I abandoned it. I just sat on it. (laughs) I overthought it. I canceled it. I was like, no, you know what? That's a sabotage. Screw the nine to five It's doing so well. It's on this trajectory. I'm just going to go all in on that. Hmm. And I did for like a good straight year, right? I was like, you know what, MGZ, if it ever comes back up, you know, it'll have its time. But it just always sat with me and I just couldn't shake it. And I was like, I really want something where I can create the kind of network I wanted. Women who were like high caliber, unapologetically successful. They build each other up. They hype each other up. You know, like they really have each other's backs and they make millions and they're unapologetic about it. And they're constantly trying to improve themselves. You know, it's just like this badass crew of women that I like only ever found just through my own personal connections, like connecting with you or connecting with my friend, Alison Prince or Gina DeVee or Kathy Heller, all these women that I have in my life who give me so much life, but I don't see anyone else really curating that badass crew or those experiences for women. And I was like, I'm in, I'm going to do it. And it was, it wasn't until like, I think October, I finally gave myself the permission. I just kept coming up against things like what feels off for me right now. And the minute something feels off for me, I'm like, okay, there's something here. Like clearly I'm meeting some resistance or the universe is like banging me into a wall (laughs) repeatedly until I give in and, and go within. And I realized I really want my own thing. Like, I love what I have with Screw the 9 to 5, and I'm so proud of what we built. But Josh is badass at Screw the 9 to 5. Like, he's so structured. He's such a great teacher. He's such a good coach. He's a badass CEO with it. And he operates that business in a way that I never could, or not never could, but just don't feel aligned with. Um, But I love that he does that because it's so his strength. 
I do not feel lit up talking business basics. I don't feel lit up talking about why someone's lead magnet doesn't convert. I get that shit zaps my energy real fast, man, (laughs) real fast. But I love talking about inner game. I love talking about like high level issues and problems and like connecting women and creating experiences and unplugging and talking about meshing this together with motherhood and marriage and everything that we navigate. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to create it. Like who cares? And it's so funny because when I first gave myself the permission, content was just like, I was just like pouring out content and I like batched so many episodes and the closer and closer I got to actually having it go live, I was like, you know what? It was, it was a lot funner when I was just in creation mode. <laughs> right. When I could when do I it did. where no one else was seeing what I was doing. <laughs> when I didn't actually have to hit publish. on <laughs> And so now I'm like a few days away from it going live. It launches January 1st. And I've been like trying to just spread the word. Uh, do you follow human design at all? Oh yeah, I do. I'm a manifester and we are informers. So we tell people and it's how we get the word out. So I've been like informing like a motherfucker right now. (laughs) Hey, I'm doing this. (laughs) Just like spreading the word. And it's funny because I had so much like coming up for me. You, you and I talked on my podcast for MGC around like my past with bullying and pretty strained female relationships. And so to wade into a place where I'm holding space and trying to connect a group of women has just brought up so much for me. And I'm so ready to lean into that because I want what's on the other side of that discomfort, because I really think the people who create true magic in their lives, they avoid comfort and they lean into discomfort. And even though it's not comfortable, it's like growth and discomfort is the same thing, right? Growth is, discomfort is just growth in wolf's clothing. So I'm just trying to constantly remember that. And it's so funny because I have all this like batch schedule to give myself space because that's like one of my core values is like mental white space. And I was like, and I'm going to have my IG go live on January 1st and ramp my net and I batch all these posts. And I checked it one day and it was live and I was like, no way. How, how did that happen? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I was like, the universe. <laughs> is, this, is this a wink? Are you like throwing you me into me the deep now? end? <laughs> yeah. oh. And so it's just been like a process of like surrendering, which is really, uh, I want to consciously choose that word because that was my word while giving birth to my son. And that was like the most impactful experience of my whole life. I had, it's my favorite memory. And my word for that was surrender. And so I'm just trying to embody that for this new thing I'm giving birth to and just like allow it to be magical and allow it to be easy and allow it to be exciting and allow myself to call in exactly who I'm supposed to serve. And I noticed myself operating out of like, um, well, I need to get people into my mastermind. And so I reached out to someone who just, you know, they, on paper, they met the qualifications, but energetically it was just like such a misalignment. And I recently on my walk today was thinking, I need to release that one because Mm. for me to say yes to someone just because I want the money is so not what I want to create with MGC. That's not what MGC is about. MGC is about high caliber chicks who are like really on point, do not operate out of a place of stress and scarcity. Um, Not saying they'll never have stress, but they don't default to that when things get hard, you know? And so it's just been a process of like peeling back the layers and allowing myself to create something that feels like me. Mm. And not, and also not make it just about me, make it about the women I'm connecting together. Cause that's like my love language is to connect people. So, and you're so great at that. Like I've met, I've met some amazing women through you and something I'd love to chat about. Cause I see this come up for so many women is I know, you know, in the ideation phase of this, you reached out to a lot of friends and people Mm -hmm. who want the best for you and want to like, see you succeed. And sometimes we we give away and kind of outsource our ideas, well-meaning because we want support, but talk a little about what you learned in that process. Mm. I learned that I really have to limit my input. That was the biggest, because you're right. I was was reaching out to all these chicks who I respect in such a big way. You, like my lady mafia, like just some of my closest girlfriends just being like, here's what I'm thinking of doing tell me all the things. <laughs> like <laughs> Some of the feedback has been clutch. Like I remember I was talking to my friend, Allison Prince, 
And I was saying, I'm going to start this thing called MGC Connect. And it's for, you know, these badass women. And I'm going to charge $97 a month. And she was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. That sounds like Ow. the dollar store. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so like that was critical feedback that helped me really upgrade my vision for this because she was like, who are you even serving at $97? That's not what, what Millionaire Girls Club is about. And so like getting feedback, that sounds like the dollar store was clutch. Yeah. And then I upgraded my vision. And I'm like, okay, so MGC Connect, which is a mastermind, is for women at 500K plus. And I brought that to my lady mafia and they ripped it apart. They were like, no, there's there's barely anyone at that level, which I don't believe. I absolutely do not believe that. Um, and so I was getting feedback, you know, you should be targeting women at 100 to 200,000 and charging less and teaching them like business basics. And I was like, not a fucking chance. Yeah, you're like, no way. I can't do it. Line in the cement. I will not do that. No, I'm not walking away from something that, like that's screw the nine to five. Business basics is screw the nine to five. I have the volume play. I have the level entry stuff with screw the nine to five. MGC is a totally different beast. Yeah, It's up-leveled. It's high caliber. It's, It's deeper. It's a whole new level of stuff. Like it's different kind of problems, different kind of issues, different kind of like expansion. Um, and so I just said to them, I I was bawling my eyes out because I was so, it felt really like an intense experience. Um, and I was bawling my eyes. I was like, I will not, I did not walk away from something only to do something that doesn't feel aligned with. I refuse to do that No. And I was just like, and they kept saying, you know, you're being so resistant. And I was like, am I being resistant or am I being really fucking clear on what I want? Yes. You know, like I did a lot of like inner work on this. Like I got mad clarity on what I want and I'm not willing to, um, I'm always open to feedback, but I also very much want to curate the input I allow in yeah. um, and only do things that feel in alignment with me because I had that experience with Screw You and because we made the moves to shut down stuff that was no longer serving us. And I realized how important it is and how valuable it is when you sit in a place of alignment and you do what you know internally, even if other people can't see it, you know what is right for you. And I remember I came in from that call, bawling my eyes out to Josh. He was like, oh my God, what happened? And I told him and he was like, dude, that's the best sign. Because it always starts with, and everyone thought I was crazy. And I was just like, oh shit. This is the green light, you know, like people feeling resistant to that because it's different is my green light. Mm -hmm. And so I'm all in on it now. And and I said to those women, like, I appreciate your feedback in such a big way. And it did open up a lot of um, clarity for me because I am going to have a bit more of a volume play in a workshop called Dear First Million, but that's not going to be like my main thing. Um, And I respect what you guys are saying. And I'm always here for hard conversations and if I'm going to fall on my face, I want to do it by going to bat for myself and creating what I felt called to create, yes. not veering off the path that I feel like is meant for me just because I got outside input. Um, yep. And I need to learn how to get it wrong in order to get it right. And so if MGC Connect and going after 500K plus women is the wrong path, then at least I gave it a try. At least you know right. that you did it your way. Yeah. Yeah, that's so powerful because I can't tell you how many people, myself included in the past, just we defer our power out to people that we think are, that we respect, (laughs) that we're like, yo, you're a a badass, you're a powerhouse, you're my coach, you're whatever, I'm paying you. And we defer our power out versus coming to the ultimate power source, which is ourselves. Mm. And and actually, like you said, getting so fucking clear on, I'm actually here to do this. Like I've been sitting on this for a year and it's, it's, been tapping me on the shoulder. I know I have to do this. This is a call, Mm -hmm. right? It's calling you forward and Mm -hmm. callings often are very uncomfortable. Yes. Very uncomfortable. Not convenient. (laughs) Never convenient. Like always at the worst time. And they will trigger all of the insecurities, Mm -hmm. all of the imposter syndrome, all of the traumas from the past. Like you said, you had this huge situation with women. And then here you are, going to work with women and to connect them and to trust going them. straight in the lion's den. You're going in, baby. You're going in. And that's a huge thing that we really have to like think about as women is, is are you willing to answer the call? Mm. The call is, yes. is 
not easy, but it's the call on your heart, on your soul. And if you answer it, at the very least, you'll get to see who you truly are and what you're doing. Yes. Like, what a fucking gift. Drop that mic, friend. Drop that mic. You're like, I can't. It's, it's, on, a, it's on a stand. <laughs> I can't drop it. It's attached. Flip the table. <laughs> Flip the table up, walk out. <laughs> but but that is such a, an amazing thing. And I'm just, I'm so, I'm proud of you as like from mama to mama, female to female. Thank you boss to boss, like it, it takes a lot of fucking courage to leave something that is the golden goose. Again, you're doing Mm -hmm. it again, right? You're stepping away from something that has just been, it's been your foundation. It's been your security blanket and you're leaving and saying, you know what, Mm -hmm. this is great, but it's no longer me. And now I get to honor this new iteration of who I am, of of who I'm becoming. That's calling me forward. And and you're Mm -hmm. a full yes to that. And so many of us can learn so much from that because so often we just keep pushing her aside and saying, not yet. It's not time. Yeah. It, it's inconvenient. It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. And you're like, fuck it, green light. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's probably a sign you should hit go. <laughs> yes. And I love that mindset shift. It's, it's what a mm. gift that Josh reminded you of is like, yeah, most Huge. of the biggest things in the world started as you're crazy. This is never yeah. going to work. And he was so like, he was never like, oh, maybe you should listen to that. He was like, that's the best sign ever. You're onto something. And it was just like such a reframe. I was like, Oh, that's powerful. You know? And then I went into my room and cried, but like I came back to (laughs) that and I was like, I really appreciate that feedback because it was so the opposite of what I had just come out of. So, I mean, it was so clutch for me. And he's been my biggest cheerleader with this. Like the minute I said, I'm thinking about bringing back MGC. And he was like, all the way in, go all the way in. I've got the rest, you know? And And I want to really point out, I really want to point out what it requires for you to have that freedom to say yes to something this big. You set yourself up with essentially passive income doing all Mm -hmm. of these affiliates so that you Mm -hmm. actually have the space to go, fuck it, let's see, Yeah, you know? And and that's something I I think a lot of us aren't truly considering because even if we're entrepreneurs, we're essentially working launch to launch, you know, and a lot of people are launch to launch entrepreneurs where it's like, okay, I got to get through the next launch in order to make my, my, my point. And you set yourself up to really have this space to fly and try and Mm -hmm. create and play. And I just want you to speak in a little to that. Like, was that intentional for you to do, or was that just kind of like a beautiful blessing that came as a result of this? Yeah, I think this year has been, monumental for the screw in that um with the space of 2019 to just hit pause or not hit pause cut everything that was no longer serving us and give ourselves space to determine our next moves figure out who we want to serve in this next iteration of the screw it gave us the space to have clarity to create our own stuff again so we have you know, we have this like tiny offer called Course Creators Funnel, which then goes into our boot camps, which then goes into our signature, which then falls back into a membership. We start another membership, but we did it so differently this time. Josh and I have never even been in the membership, which is wild to me. You know, we have yeah. our, our coach who does it. And so having that space gave us the clarity to create this like beautiful business model that feels so us now, which yeah. is now cranking and Josh yeah. feels so aligned with. And he's like, I've got this. Like, I'm, I'm clocking millions next year. So you're, you've got space. Like you go create your thing. Just know like it's, it doesn't have to be done out of a place of like, I need to make money. Um, and that's another thing I said to the chicks in in my lady mafia, I said, you guys don't understand. Like I'm not in a rush. Yeah. I'm not in a rush of like needing to make money with this. I'm operating from like a three-year vision right now with this because the screws got it right. Like it's, it's cruising. So I don't, I want it to make money. Of course I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm not in like, Oh my God, I need to make, and I need to make my first. Yeah. I'm not in a push. I'm much more in a pull in a, like a calling in period. So receive. Yeah. Yeah. Receive. That's a great word for it. Um, versus like force. Yeah. I love that. And just allowing it to be different. Like you said, it's like a totally different way of operating. I've never had a mastermind before, like never facilitated one. Mm -hmm. I've never done my own private coaching where it's just me. So that'll be new. 
and I've never run, you know, really luxury retreats. So that'll be just me. That's all new. So, and it's all done in a different way. It's not done through like running ads to like a tiny offer. And like, you know what I mean? Like just, it's not done through a volume play. It's done through like connections and relationships and word of mouth and, you know, creating really great content and really great value that like calls people in who are supposed to be in MGC. Yeah. You know what? It's so crazy. I wish, I wish that existed when I was at that point in my business, when I was Mm. like hovering around the half a million mark, feeling like I was kind of topping out and like, what do I do next? Like, where's my crew that I can do this with? Like, cause I feel so alone. I've got friends that are like just starting out. Then I've got the friends that are like a million plus already. I'm like, where's my people, you know? And, And I truly believe, and this is something Preston and I talk about to the ends of the earth. And we'll talk about till we die. Environment is everything right? It's the one thing 100%. that has changed. Like no matter how much mindset work you do, no matter how much somatic work you do, no matter how much business work you do until you are around the type of people that call you forward and inspire you and challenge you and teach you and allow you to teach them. That's when the game changes. And it's, 100%. I see it in every area of my life and I cannot stress enough how important it is to get around people that you aspire to be like, and also who are in your field. So you've got a team to play with and grow together and then co-create together down the road. Like that's like the whole mission. Surround yourself with people who match your future. That's the entire ism of, of MGC is just, yeah. Surround yourself with people who are where you want to be. I love that. So Mm. where can people find out more about this new amazing venture of yours and dive in if they feel like, <laughs> like, Ooh, I want, I'm curious. Like these are my type of people. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. More please. Yes. Millionairegirlsclub.com is my like cyber home base. And then of course on IG, I have that at the millionaire girls club. Um, and so those are my two places. And then I have a podcast launch. It all launches in January. Um, and so, man, I'm just excited to connect with people and see who I get to meet because of this. And what big things they're up to in the world. And I was saying to Josh, like, this is so exciting because it allows me the chance to support the change makers, like the people who are making serious waves. And I get to connect them with like their new besties or support them in a way through coaching or, you know, this mastermind or whatever. Yeah, I love it. And again, I just want to reiterate my business leveled up every single time I got around a group of people that, that challenged me and inspired me. And I, I always, I continue to put myself around people that do that because I just know that's where my next level up is. So yes. I just love that this is available now to, to people. I know there's so many people in my audience that are so right for this and are so hungry for this. So thank you for creating this and saying yes to it, despite all the naysayers and despite all the, the opposition to it, you said yes. And um, for those of you listening, there is so much magic in this conversation to support you on your business and life and just answering that calling and calling you forward into a bigger game. You got value from this. If there was something that just blew your heart open, blew your mind open, take a screenshot, tag myself, tag the Millionaire Girls Club on Instagram. Yes. Awesome. Yep. And let us know, like, let us know what landed. Let us know what you're loving. Let us know what you're Mm. excited about right now. So we can follow you. We can see what you're up to. And we can also create more content that serves you guys. So thanks as always for listening and being a part of my world, my tribe. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for people like you, Jill, who are out in the world doing your thing and shining your light and living (laughs) your best life. Um, And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Bye, guys.